All right, guys, and welcome to Don't Tread on America, and I am your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing today? It is February 2nd, 2022, otherwise known as 2122. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit, I'm looking at something else. It's 2222. All right. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right, Redcon1, the great supplement company right here out of Florida. Check them out. Use the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out and uh, buy some stuff. Simple as that. They have great protein powder, shakes, uh, bars, pre-workout, intra-workout, post-workout. They got stuff that'll help you sleep, stuff that'll help you wake up. They got stuff. Check them out. Go to redcon1.com. And uh, while you're on the computer machine there, check out our website, don'ttreadonamerica.com. From there, you can access all of our social media platforms. And you can say hello to me. All right. So, as you guys are well aware of what today is, right? Well, it's Groundhog Day again. That's right. It is Groundhog Day again. And we are living in <coughs> the beginning of our second year of Groundhog Day, a.k.a. Joe Biden's presidency, right? <laughs> so, interesting. I didn't even realize it was Groundhog Day. So I was looking at stuff. And I was like, oh, shit, today's Groundhog Day. Put, put, what's his name? Pocketunksy, whatever, Phil, the Groundhog there up in Pennsylvania. Bad news for the folks up north. Hell, bad news for us in Florida. It's been a little chilly lately here. Uh, six more weeks of winter. Yeah, he saw a shadow, so sugar water. But on that note, let me go over the things we're going to talk about today. I'm going to go over the history of Groundhog Day. Now, it's not going to be a six-part series on the history of Groundhog Day, so uh, please keep listening. I just want to touch on it. Like, what is Groundhog Day? We we know the basics. Right? They pull the, the thing out of the ground. And it's like, oh, you see a shadow. We don't see a shadow, whatever. Um, and I got a new study on COVID medicine. Uh, preemptive expe- uh, explanations on January job number from uh, press secretary's uh, Jen Psaki to me, baby, right? And then uh, it seems like the country's having a little bit of Biden buyer's remorse, right? Let me go into some of that. And then, of course, it's uh, the second day of Black History Month. I'm going to touch on that, just a few things. I'll probably do a little bit of that over the course of the month. Um, just different topics and and things that I've that I witness and I notice and um, and then we have some breaking news actually just as I started to record this came across so I'll I'll talk about that also. All right, so um, Groundhog Day was um, <clears throat> was first uh, celebrated on February second, eighteen eighty seven. It was featuring a rodent meteorologist. It's celebrated for the first time in Gobbler's Knob in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. According to tradition, if the groundhog comes out of its hole on on this day and sees its shadow, it gets scared and runs back into the burrow, predicting six more weeks of winter weather. No shadow means early spring. Groundhog Day has its roots in ancient Christian tradition of uh, Candlemas, when clergy would bless and distribute candles needed for the winter. 
The candles represented how long and cold the winter would be. Germans expanded on this concept by selecting an animal, the hedgehog, as a means uh, of predicting weather. Once they came to America, German settlers in Pennsylvania continued the, tr the tradition, although they switched from hedgehogs to groundhogs, which were plentiful in the Keystone State. Um, groundhogs, also called woodchucks. How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood, right? I don't really give a shit how big they get and all that crap. That doesn't mean anything. I'm just wanting to know the history, guys. Okay, in, in 1887, a newspaper editor belonging to a group of groundhog hunters from Punskatani, called the Punskatani Groundhog Club, declared that Phil, the Punskatani Groundhog, was America's only true weather forecasting groundhog. The line of groundhogs that have since been known as Phil... Mine is, might be uh, America's most famous groundhogs, but other than towns across North America now have their own weather-predicting rodents, from Birmingham Bill to Staten Island Chuck to some other place in Canada. Uh, his guy, his name's Sam. <laughs> so in the Groundhog Day movie, they made fun of it. Anyway, I guess there's not much to it. It's just lore from Germany and uh, cool. Anyway. I just thought it was interesting that today was Groundhog's Day, and we've been living a Groundhog Day for a little over a year now. All right, on to more important things. All right, so this is a study out of Japan. This is from Reuters the other day. Ivermectin shows antiviral effect against COVID. Uh-oh. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> right? Uh, so um, in Tokyo... Japanese trading and pharmaceuticals company Kowa Co. Ltd. on Monday said that anti-parasite drug ivermectin showed an antiviral effect against Omicron and other coronavirus variants in a joint non-clinical research. The company, which has been working with Tokyo's Kitasato University, Kitasato? Kitasato? on <laughs> testing the drug as a potential treatment for COVID-19 did not provide further details. The original Reuters story misstated that ivermectin was effective against Omicron phase three trials, which are conducted on humans. Clinical trials are ongoing, but promoted, uh, but promotion of ivermectin as COVID-19 treatment has generated controversy. Well, of course it has. Why wouldn't it? Because it's not the fucking vaccine. God forbid now, I think ivermectin is, is done by Merck, if I'm not mistaken. I guess I should read on. <laughs> Prominent vaccine skeptic Joe Rogan. I love how they say this. Prominent vaccine skeptic Joe Rogan. Now, I'm going to be the first to tell you, I rarely listen to Joe Rogan. And it's nothing against Joe Rogan. It's just that I just don't have the time to fit because his show is relatively long it's hard for me to fit it into my my other my schedule so to speak um nothing against joe rogan um but i will say this about that i've yet to hear him demigrate any vaccines he might demigrate this vaccine but i don't hear him spouting out about the polio vaccine or Iver or uh, the rubella or any other vaccine that's out there and I don't know that he even says anything negative about this vaccine per se as much as he might have 
other people, doctors and whatnot on that are pro and against this vaccine. But I just love how they're going to continue to bash on Joe Rogan over this whole situation, you know, at any rate, um, whose podcast on Spotify has prompted protests by singers Joni Mitchell and Neil Young. Oh, no. Don't tell me that the rock stars from 60 years ago are, are up in an uproar. The funny thing is, is these are people. What was Neil Young? He had that rocking in the free world back in the day, right? Rocking in the free world with, with uh, you know, censorship. Cool, Neil. Has long stirred controversy with his views on pandemic government mandates and COVID-19 vaccines. Rogan has questioned the need for vaccines and said he used ivermectin. He also said he used a cocktail of shit there, Reuters. I mean, if you're going to tell the story, let's tell the whole story. I guess I probably shouldn't be using Reuters for this, but this is the only place I could find this story about this this uh, research in Japan. But nonetheless, if I'm not mistaken, Rogan used a cocktail. He used the Z-Pack, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and monoclonal antibodies. So it's not that he just took some ivermectin and see what happens. His doctor prescribed him those drugs that were that are FDA approved. They might not be FDA approved for COVID treatment, but they're FDA approved drugs. Get your facts straight. This is what why I tell you guys when you're reading, watching, hearing any kind of news, depending on who you're listening to, watching or reading, get do research. When you hear something that doesn't seem right, maybe look it up. Do some research. Anyway, the drug is not approved for COVID-19 in Japan, and the U.S. Food and Drug Administration and the WHO and EU drug regulator and Merck, which makes the drug, have warned against its use because of the lack of scientific evidence that, ha- that it has a uh, therapeutic effect. In guidance on this website, <coughs> dated September 21, the FDA noted growing interest in the drug for preventing or treating COVID-19 in humans, but said it had received multiple reports of patients who require medical attention, including hospitalizations, after self-medicating with it. The use of ivermectin to treat COVID-19 is currently being investigated in the UK trial run by uh, University of Oxford. The researcher said on Monday that it was still underway and did not want to comment any further until the results. Many potential COVID-19 treatments have showed promise in test tubes, including anti-malarial hydroxychloroquine promoted by former President Trump, ultimately failed to show benefit COVID-19's patients when studying the clinical trials. So, I don't know. It's interesting how when you're reading, when you're doing uh, these stories, how... And depending on who's reporting the stories, they they want to filter the news. They want to filter the facts to to a certain situation. So they're going to sit there and say hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, and they're going to say ivermectin doesn't work for some people. Blah 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 blah. Well, why don't you also put in there that the vaccines don't work for some people? Uh, blah 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 blah. You know, what is it? What is it? <laughs> I, I swear to God, I've really been thinking about doing a conspiracy show. But my question is, and I've been asking this, why? What is it about this vaccine 
that everyone's got such a hard on over that we have to get everybody injected. Why? It doesn't work <laughs> for what they're saying it works. It might have it might have some sort of therapeutic effect on some people. It's not a hundred percent fail proof works for everybody. It's I've been telling you guys this for months. It's not a one size fits all medication. It's not. It proof of the fact is people that are double and triple and quadrupled and quintupled. I don't know how many shots people are getting now, but people that are vaccinated are still getting COVID. They might not be getting as sick, but they are still there are still some people that are fully vaccinated that are still getting relatively sick or or, or worse. They're still vaccinated people in the hospital. There's still vaccinated people that are dying. So you can't sit here and spout the fact that this vaccine is so great and and it's the best thing ever and everyone should get it and then downgrade optional therapeutics. You can't do that. You want to talk about misinformation and you're going to label Joe Rogan's uh, podcast and probably this podcast and many other podcasts as uh, COVID whatever. I mean, I get it now whenever on the Facebook, you know, anytime I post a, a show on Facebook, it's this show talks about COVID. Here's uh, the whatever you should click on this and blah, blah, blah. Okay, whatever. I can live with that. My point is, is, is it misinformation or alternative information? There's a difference because misinformation to me is lying. So like when Joe Biden back a year ago said, if you get the vaccine, you're good. You know, you're not going to get COVID. You're good. That's misinformation because they told the American public something that they weren't 100% sure of. They thought that it was, or they had hoped it was, but they didn't know it. It wasn't fact. It's not like saying, oh, if you get the polio vaccination, you're not going to get polio. Cool. They have proof of that, right? It's like saying, oh, get the flu shot. You won't get the flu. Well, people that have gotten the flu shot can tell you right now it's a fucking lie. How many people in this country or world, I don't know, wherever they do flu shots, that have gotten the flu shot and it's still gotten sick. I don't get the flu shot because the flu is a living virus, much like COVID is. The flu changes, much like COVID does. The vaccine, so the, the flu shot, isn't a one-size-fits-all flu shot because the strain changes during the course of the season. So why in the fuck am I ingest a medicine? Okay, let me put it like this. When you have a headache, you take aspirin, headache goes away. You're good, Right? If you had a headache and took aspirin and the headache got worse, would you continue to take aspirin? No, you would find an alternative medicine. <sighs> Hello? <laughs> I mean, it's common fucking sense. Folks, open your eyes and quit worrying about what everybody's telling you to do. And do some, some of your own research. Uh, and open your eyes. Because obviously... The vaccine is not a one-size-fits-all situation. All right. I wanted to touch on this real quick. It's not... Okay, the job numbers are supposed to come out this Friday, so we'll talk about it on the show Friday. But this popped up on Twitter yesterday, 
and uh, this was Jen Saki at Tumi Baby on Monday. Um, basically, in preparation for, for the jobs numbers being released on Friday, um, she had this to say. This is kind of, tell me this isn't a, uh, a standard uh, get in front of it before it gets away from you. They, they know, like, the job numbers aren't going to be released till Friday. Okay, what's Friday? The, the uh, shit, I don't even know. Is it the 5th, 4th, 5th? Um, they know, they know the numbers. They know them now. Release them now. You know the numbers, <laughs> but I, I, they know they're going to be bad. The reason they're not releasing them on a Monday or a Tuesday is because that gives you a whole week of news and podcasts and newspapers and whatever to shit all over Biden. They do it on a Friday afternoon. Well, all that goes away. But uh, here's what old sulky at Jimmy baby had to say. Uh, because Omicron was so highly transmissible, nearly 9 million people called out sick in early January when the jobs data was being collected, so during that same period of time. And the week the survey of t was taken, the week of January 12th, was at the height of the Omicron spike. So we just wanted to kind of prepare um, you know, people to understand how the data is taken, what they're looking at, and what it is an assessment of. And as, as a result, the month's jobs report may show job losses in large part because workers were out sick from Omicron at the point when it was peaking during the period when the week where the data was taken. Okay. <clears throat> um, this is called I'm smarter than you and you guys are obviously stupider than a box of rocks. Anybody in their life that has had a job, that has hired people for a job, that has known a person that had a job, <laughs> If you work, okay, I don't care where you work. I don't care if you're flipping burgers at McDonald's, if you're a gardener, if you're, I don't care, whatever. You work. You work, you pay taxes, your check you get every week, there's taxes taken out of that check, right? And now, I don't care if this week you worked five days or you worked one day. If, you're, if you called out sick, <laughs> she's saying that nine million people called out sick in January, because of Omicron. That has nothing to do with the job numbers. Jen. Um, once again, where's the where's the uh, the label on this video in this tweet? Where's the label spouting misinformation? Why isn't Jen Psaki kicked off of Twitter for misinformation, for spreading lies. I mean, granted, she's not talking about COVID. That's usually the only thing that actually gets you kicked off of any platform is when you're talking shit about the vaccines and stuff. But the fact of the matter is, how fucking stupid does she think we are that if you call in sick, that counts as being unemployed? Um, no, if you call in sick, you call in sick. You're still employed. And, you know, unless they happen to fire you for it, you're still employed. Those those numbers, if you had 100 million people calling sick, have nothing to do with the fucking Omicron or people calling in sick. That has nothing to do with that. Which tells me, especially since they specified a number, okay? Since they specified a number, 9 million people called out sick, means that those numbers are going to miss by about 9 million or, you know, maybe 6, 8 million people. And they're going to blame it on Omicron. They're going to say, oh, because people called in sick. That's why. Okay. You mean to tell me that the course of the past year, when your job numbers sucked ass, 
that people weren't calling in sick then. You didn't use that as an excuse. So that means the numbers are that much worse than they had been. They've been bad all year. As much as he wants to tout, oh, six million people back to work, blah, blah, blah. Most ever since any president, blah, blah, blah. I've created all these jobs. You didn't create shit, Joe. They fucking places opened back up and people went back to work. You didn't create shit. Um, I think January, being after Christmas, you had a lot of businesses uh, lay off their seasonal help, which where you had some kind of numbers in October, November, and December. Anybody that's ever worked in retail will tell you you hire temporary workers. Now, this isn't like people you get from, you know, day laborers or anything like that. These are people that apply to work at wherever under the condition that they're temporary, which means uh, you do a good job and you might come January have a job here on a permanent basis. But if you don't do a good job and whatever, you're probably going to be released. And that happens. Um, which is probably what happened if the job numbers are bad, which I would assume is the case come January, that uh, you had situations in retail and even restaurants where uh, where they let people go because you know it's not busy in January. Um, so just just be forewarned that uh, we said it here first that job numbers for January are going to suck. And they're going to suck worse than they've done for the last year. I'd be almost willing to bet. <laughs> My question is this. If he's created 6 million jobs last year, most any president ever, blah, blah, blah. How many is he losing this month or, you know, in January? How many did he lose? So is that 6 million, whatever that number exactly was, is it going to be down to like 2 million? Did he lose that many jobs in January? That's going to be interesting to see. And I pray to God that those numbers get released early enough so we can chit-chat about it on Friday. All right. On to a little Biden's buyer's remorse, right? So if there's anybody out there listening to this that happened to vote for Biden, I'm I'm sorry that you were mentally challenged for a little bit and you I see you've come to your grips and you've uh, you figure things out. But um, you guys remember back when he was running for president and he was down in the basement. He did an interview with uh, this this gentleman. Um, I don't know exactly. I know he's a radio. He has a radio show. I think he has a TV show. Nonetheless, Char- Charlemagne the God. I'm sure you know him. You've heard him and whatever. And you probably even know this clip I'm going to play. And uh, this is what he had to say to uh, Charlemagne the God. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black. Right. So there was a big thing about that because it was like, oh, well, here's Biden. You know, if you're not voting for you vote for me, if you don't vote for me over Trump, then you ain't black. Says this to a black gentleman who does the uh, does, you know, his radio show. He was interviewing him. <laughs> and it's like. Um, so basically, and we we talked or we didn't talk about this because I wasn't doing the show at the time. I me and Chris and people that we talked to talked about this and it was like, how racist of a statement is that you're, you're insinuating that just because you're black, just because a person is black, they have to vote for a Democrat, not necessarily Biden, but a Democrat because you're black, you're supposed to. And not to go into history of the democratic party, but why in the hell would any black person 
be a Democrat is my question. But, you know, whatever. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. But if you just knew the history of the Democratic Party, you might change your mind. But the funny thing is now um, Charlemagne the God was on another, I don't know if it was on a radio show or what, but uh, (laughs) he had this to say. Now I'm going to let this clip play. It's about 30 seconds long. I'll forewarn you there is a lot of cursing in it. Not that I don't curse, but I just want to let you know. Anyway, uh, just listen closely what he has to say. Man, where is Trump? Yeah. Get this motherfucker out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, they feel like they would rather get it raw. Yeah. Like, you know what? At least yeah. we know where that motherfucker's going. These yeah. motherfuckers is gassing us he up, lying to us, no. promising us shit and didn't yeah. deliver. Nah, like, I'm t- like, I cannot wait to see, and I'm already watching it. I'm watching Democrats start the campaign. They're already like, Hillary, you got to go out there and vote. Like democracy depends on it. I'm like, when you- I like this right here, right here, what he's about to say. Y'all gonna start governing like democracy depends Ooh. on it. That's a true statement right there. And that's not even just towards Biden, that's towards all of them. But that's a truest statement right there. When are y'all gonna start governing like democracy counts on it? That's the truest word right there. I, like I said, I've never really listened. I can't say that I like or don't like Charlemagne the God. I've never listened to him. But I might have to start maybe branching out. if he has, I think he has a podcast, so I might have to listen to some of that just out of curiosity. But, you know, it's interesting that in the election, you know, with him and Trump, you had, I mean, it was record numbers of votes, right? He got 81 million votes to Trump's 74 million, which is like, oh, man, he crushed Trump. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, take all the conspiracies, all the, all the Trump or you know Biden stole this and pipes bursted there. Take all that out of it. Just let's just assume it was a legitimate election. Okay, I'm not going to go into that whole situation. It's let's just assume it's a legitimate election. Oh, 81 million votes, the most popular president ever. Okay, I mean true statement, right? I guess. Uh, Barack Obama held the record with 69 million votes. Um, But, you know, let's glaze past the part that Trump actually had 74 million, which was also more than Biden's, or I mean, Obama's 69 million. So, you know, say what you will about how the numbers became whatever. We all have our opinions and our theories and the fact that they keep pushing the mail-in voting especially going into these elections this year, kind of kind of might stipulate a little bit how he how he won. But nonetheless, point being is you have 81 million votes, right? You've got to imagine. So what is that? 155, roughly 155 million people voted in this election between the two of them, right? You had um, <laughs> how many of those people that voted, how many of those 81 million that voted for Biden were not voting for Trump? You know what I'm saying? I mean, how many of those people said, I don't, okay, for example, when Trump and Hillary were running, I voted for Trump. I was not voting for Hillary. Now, if if Trump wasn't the nominee uh, and it was Jeb Bush, I guess you're kind of two heads of the same snake there, whether it's Clinton or Bush. Um, personally, when that particular election was going on initially, I was, I voted for Cruz in the, in the uh, midterm or the, 
primary, not the primary, but, you know, to figure out who was going to be your Republican nominee. But because I didn't really see Trump as that person. I mean, he was boisterous and he said all the he had a big mouth and everything. Right. I just didn't see him as the guy he ended up being. But um, nonetheless, I don't recall how many votes he got that year over Hillary. I think it was 60 something million. But um, point being is, of the eighty-one million that that Biden got, how many of those were were just I'm not voting for Trump, or how many were those were people that maybe didn't vote before that were like we've got a they did enough ground game. They're they're the Democrats have a strong ground game when it comes to mustering up votes. Uh, how much of that was? those situations where they got an extra 10 or 20 million people to vote that wouldn't have voted otherwise maybe but i think there's you're probably looking at a good 10 20 million people at least and that's that could be a very low number but i would say that's a safe bet to say 10 to 20 million people didn't that just didn't vote for trump you see what i'm saying and those could have been registered republicans that just, for whatever reason, hated Trump. But I would also be venturing to guess that those people that didn't vote for Trump, you see what I'm saying? Obviously, they didn't vote for Trump, but they weren't going to vote for Trump. I don't give a shit. I don't like Trump. He has mean tweets, and he's he's ugly, and he's orange, and he's he's got a foul mouth, and he's nasty. Um, so is Biden. Oh, <laughs> but... I'm not voting for him. I'm voting for Biden. I'd rather have him be in there, right? How many of those people, 10, 20, 30 million people, are now kicking themselves in the ass that are paying three, four, five dollars a gallon for gas, depending on where you live? How many of those people are going to empty grocery stores? How many of those people that have a grocery store that has stuff are realizing you're paying 20, 30, 40, 50 a dollar? more for whatever um had my wife for example i little inside baseball i love cottage cheese okay whatever sue me a lot of times my breakfast is a little tub of cottage cheese and some applesauce it's good got a lot of protein it's good so whatever and uh not that they're a sponsor of the show but i like daisy's cottage cheese okay cool anyway um go to the grocery store and, you know, if it's two for four, I'll grab, you know, two, four of them, whatever. Uh, last week they were, or week before they were 219. So I was like, okay, well, I'll grab a couple of those. Normal price was 269. And that, that, that's how you know how much I buy fucking cottage cheese. I can tell you all the prices. <laughs> so whatever. Anyway, um, 269 was the regular price for the longest time. And like, so I said, when it go on sale, two for four, and then it was 219, whatever. And then, I went in Sunday to get some more. Shit was two ninety nine. So, even cottage cheese gone up thirty cents. Shit, try and buy cream cheese. Good luck. Like my wife was making a dessert. We had a cookout the other day, and she was, "I want to try this new dessert." Okay, what do you need? I need blah 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 cream cheese. <laughs> Shit. Good luck. What do you mean? <laughs> Here's the cream cheese cooler. <laughs> there was like six blocks. I said, "You got lucky," and it was good. Anyway. But anyway, my point is, that's how much elections can hurt you or help you. 
Everyone was crying, literally screaming to the skies when Trump got elected, right? You remember the pictures, you remember the tweets, you remember the videos. And it wasn't that bad. Yeah, he might have not been very presidential in the things he said. Cool. I, I knew a gentleman where I, where I worked, one of the places I would go into, uh, older gentleman, loved Trump. Hated his tweets, hated the way he talked, but everything else he did, he loved. And his comment to me would be like, I just wish he would be a little more presidential. Cool, I get that. But what I liked about Trump is that he wasn't <laughs> presidential, right? He wasn't the say and do all the right things guy. He he was a, I mean, granted, he wasn't a regular dude. He's a billionaire, right? But he was, he, he seemed more like a regular dude, uh, just uh, worth a couple billion dollars you know, than regular guys that run for president or run for any kind of other office. At any rate, so you got these 10, 20, 30, however many million people that voted for Biden to not vote for Trump. You can't take it back. It's over, right? You can't say, fuck, I can't believe I voted for that sucking son of a bitch, you know. <sighs> well, next time I know. Well, in the meantime, you got three more years of next time because there might not be a next time. God only knows what's going to happen in these next three, you know, two plus almost three years that we have left, assuming he makes it the rest of, the, of his term. If he doesn't, they don't 25th Amendment him or if he, you know, retires or whatever the case may be. Uh, and then <laughs> if that is the case, I mean, we're still fucked because then we got Kamala. So it's not like there's, uh, you know, roses on the other side of the of the fence you know it's uh you're literally in this sense jumping out of the frying pan and into the fire it's not any better we are fucked for the next three years and uh kind of is what it is interesting thing is so his job approval is pretty much hovering around 40 percent which for the life of me i can't figure out so to me <laughs> what that means is you have a 40 per 40 his average, I should say, is 41%. Now, some polls have him at, uh, looks like the highest number is 45, and then the lowest number is 38, depending on the poll you look at. So, whatever. We'll say 41, 40%, whatever. So, let's assume that 40% is, okay, so if obviously they don't poll every person that voted, because I've yet to be polled, right? I know it's a, it's a sample size, but nonetheless, well, just for shits and grins, we're going to use stupid math and we're going to assume they polled everybody because I think if they actually did poll everybody that voted, that number would be a lot lower than 40. I would pray it's a lot lower than 40. But you mean to tell me he's got 40%. So if there's 155 million people voted in the election, that of <laughs> it's 155 million, right, roughly, he got 40%. So that means 45 million people approve of his job. No. Yeah. 50-something 50, 50 million. 50 and some change. Um, so I would assume that's the 50 million, 50-some-odd million people that of the 80-something million that voted for him. Now, like I said, I'm just being using stupid math because obviously they didn't they didn't um, poll every person that voted. But I'm just using their numbers versus the grand scheme of things. 
even so, so half of what voted for him approve of him. Okay, that means you've got 30 million people that said, shit, we voted for him and we're fucked. And then, of course, you have the other 74 million that didn't vote for him that are like, see, we told y'all. We told you. No, no, listen to us. We told you. <laughs> All right. So, um, this next story I wanted to get into is kind of still part of the uh, Biden's buyer remorse. But um, <laughs> so I put on here that what happens when diversity bites you in the ass, right? And what do you think? So what does that mean? So anybody, like I said, that, that works in a business, that works anywhere, and if you, unless you run your own business, if you work for a major corporation of any kind, and they started doing this thing a while back, this isn't new, diversity and inclusion, right? And you may have even had to go to diversity classes. And more recently, you've seen, within the last year or so, you've seen Coca-Cola and stuff that have taken it to another level of diversity where it's where it's not even about diversity it's about white shaming like if you're white you're you're racist period right well let me introduce you to uh miami dolphins co ex-coach i should say brian flores this came out yesterday uh he's suing the nfl in three teams the dolphins broncos and the giants alleging discrimination regarding his interviewing process with denver in new york and his firing by miami last month Flores alleges that Broncos owner Stephen Ross attempted to incentivize him or tank or to tank or purposely lose games shortly after he was hired in 19 with Ross allegedly offering Flores $100,000 for every loss that season. Flores says that the team won games late in that season. The general manager Chris Greer told him Ross was mad that the on-field success was compromising the team's draft positions. Additionally, Flores alleges that Ross pressured him into recruiting a prominent cornerback at the end of the 19th season, which the coach refused so as not to violate the NFL's tampering rules. Ross then allegedly invited Flores on a yacht for lunch in the winter of 20, where he informed him that the quarterback was conveniently arriving at the marina for an impromptu meeting. Flores re, uh, refused the meeting and left the yacht. Afterwards, Flores alleged he was uh, treated with disdain and held out as someone who was non-compliant and difficult to work with. He was fired January 10th despite recording the Dolphins' first back-to-back -back winning seasons and since 03. Flores, who... Um, so before we go on to the, the rest of this... Okay, so I hope for his sake that he has proof... I would assume that he does. You don't sue people and, and, and have these kind of specifics if you don't have proof of those specifics. So I hope for his sake that he has proof that this um, this uh, owner of the Dolphins said, I'm going to give you 100000 for every loss, tank the season because I want to get good draft picks. Uh, I'm not saying it didn't happen, and I'm not saying it doesn't happen. But usually... I, I can't imagine that any owner of any team, whether it's football, whatever sport, goes out there the beginning of the season and says, hey, let's go ahead and just tank this season. And um, we'll, uh, that way we get some good draft picks. Because you're dealing with, in this situation, you're dealing with professional football players. 
if you guys out there have any played any kind of sports in your life, you don't play to lose, right? I mean, who was it? Was that um, Herman? Shit, what's his name? Coach Herman, whatever. Uh, I think he, I think it was when he was coaching the Jets. It was like you play to win the game. You play to win the game. So you can't, as an owner, I can't imagine you go to a coach and say, hey, I need you to lose these games because A, B, C, D. And then furthermore, even if the coach was on board with that, how do you get your 50, however it was, 55-man roster to go along with that? You know, (laughs) I can't imagine that you got guys on this team playing whatever position. It's like, cool, I'll just take my whatever I'm getting paid a year to play football and not do anything. No, they're going to try. I mean, I just can't imagine. So I just hope for his sake, whatever. I just hope he has proof. Now, granted, when he got fired, and not that I'm a Dolphins fan, um, I was kind of surprised he had back-to-back winning seasons. Was he fired because he won and the guy wanted him to lose? Um, Like I said, I hope for Brian Flores' sake he has proof of that. And then if that is the case, I hope for the owner of the team or whoever it was that fired him has just cause for doing so because someone's going to get fucked. Someone's in trouble here. I can't, like I said, I can't imagine a person getting fired for doing good. Um, it's like there's a hotbed of coaches out there waiting for jobs. I mean, shit, there was, I don't know, six, seven coaches fired and, or quit or whatever. So there's a lot of jobs open for this guy to have a couple of winning seasons and then get fired for winning. That doesn't make any sense. But then you go on to read. So Flores also alleged that the Giants interviewed him last month for their uh, head coaching vacancy for no other reason than compliance with the uh, NFL's Rooney's, Rooney rule, which requires teams to interview minority candidates for their open positions. The league has amended that rule in recent year and now says teams must hold in-person interview with at least one external minority candidate for any general manager or head coaching opening. Flores alleged that he spoke with Giants via Zoom on January 18th prior to the team's hiring Buffalo Bill assistant general manager Joe Shorn as its GM on the 23rd. He said that the next day that Shorn uh, finalized interview date for January 27th, the Giants co-director of player personnel Tim McDonald texted Flores hoping he would... Um, saying hope he hoped he would come in and win the effing job. However, hours later, Flores' lawsuit alleged he received a series of text messages from Patriots coach, I don't care about that, uh, saying, hey, great job on getting the job, whatever. He fucked up and said it was the wrong person, whatever. Um, Flores alleged that his interview with the Giants, which satisfied the Rooney rule because he was the first minority candidate to interview in person, was a sham. New York hired the other guy, DeBall, whatever, the former Bills offensive coordinator, a day later. Flores alleges that a similar scenario occurred when he interviewed with the Broncos. Head coaching job in 2019, Flores says the then Denver general manager John Elway, among others, arriving arrived at the interview an hour late and hung over, alleging they had been drinking heavily the night before. The Giants, Dolphins, and Broncos responded separately to the allegations Tuesday. The Giants said they were pleased and confident with the hiring process. Okay, whatever. So he's suing them because he wasn't hired by the Giants and the Broncos because they just interviewed him to 
to check a box, so to speak, of the Rooney Rule. Okay, so I'm going to say this about that. You have the Rooney Rule in place to... So, I don't know exactly when the Rooney Rule came into fruition. I know it's probably been about 20 or so years. Maybe maybe a little longer. It might have been in the 90s. But nonetheless, anyone that's around my age, you've, you've heard of this. So, prior, like back in the day, you rarely had black coaches, right? Okay, was it fair? No. You know, but in the sense of, of, of time and progression, it is what it is, right? They fixed it. Now... Did they need to implement a rule, the Rooney Rule, which I think was named after the old uh, owner of the Pittsburgh Steelers because whatever reason. Um, they uh, they um, Did they need to have a rule saying, You're, we're going to have this rule in place, so we have to interview at least one minority candidate? Did they have to have that rule <laughs> in place? Well, yeah, they did, because surely surely prior to the rule, it was a suggestion. Hey, guys, you know, you got a coaching position or a general manager position open. Why don't you go ahead and make sure you, you know, interview a couple of minority candidates? Yeah, 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 okay. And then they weren't, and then you probably had a lot of black uh, gentlemen that were pur- pur- purpose, uh, perfectly capable of being a head coach, felt like they were being dismissed because they were black or whatever. And I'm not saying that wasn't true. So they put the rule in place to make sure people were interviewed. And surely in that time frame, you had black coaches hired, black GMs hired. You had that happen, right? We all know of different black coaches around the league that have been hired and fired for whatever reasons. But that's the thing. You you crave the diversity. You crave the the rules to make sure that you know, minority candidates are interviewed and then when they're interviewed and don't get the job, you complain that they just did it to fill a, to check a box. Well, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. But you, you, you complain if you do and you complain if you don't. You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And that's what kills me about the diversity. So, you know, you see this going into what we're seeing now with the Supreme Court situation, right? First of all, you have... Justice uh, Breyer conveniently announces his his uh, retirement, right? And you know it's a situation of my, in my opinion, eighty three year old man. There was no talk. There was no rumor. There was no talk of him retiring. Now, granted, when Biden was running, and then maybe even after he was elected, he was like, "If given the chance, I'll nominate the first black female." Blah blah blah. Whatever. Um, the only thing he's held up his promise to do, but he, um, in doing that, I think he said that because, you know, you never know what if, right? Um, this judge Breyer, in his speech he gave the other day, seems very together. He seems more in it than Biden does, in my opinion. And he's what, seven years older than Biden. Uh, or maybe not seven years, he maybe four or five, whatever. But nonetheless, he's older than Biden, and he seems more together than Biden does. Do you think it's a situation where Biden had such a shitty first year, you're not going to fix anything before the elections this year? They know, 
they know they're about to lose the the House and the Senate, right? There's no question as to whether or not that's going to happen. They're losing those two buildings. Barring something catastrophic happening in the next five months, that's a done deal. Um, so you have to, and, and the reason I'm saying you have to, it's not that you have to because Justice Breyer's about to die. The only thing dead is Biden's presidency. Um, so you know, let's say Breyer is bound to retire sooner or later, right? I mean, obviously he's going to retire sooner or later now because he announced it, but I'm saying let's assume he didn't announce his retirement. He's bound to retire. He's 83. So surely maybe he had a number in his head. When I'm 85, I'm out of here. Well, shit, no, we need you out now because if you wait till, till number one, till either Biden has no control, the Democrats have no control of the House and the Senate, then they're fucked. And then more than likely, Biden's going to lose in um, 24. And then you have Trump or DeSantis or whoever ends up being the Republican that's more than likely going to be the president. Then they get their option. Then Breyer retires or happen to retire. And then they elect or nominate a conservative judge of whatever color and creed and gender doesn't matter. Uh, and then now you're really screwed because then it's what a seven to two or six to three. What I don't even know what it is now. Is it five to four? Or is it six to three in there now? I think it's six to three in there now. Um, with with one of those being Roberts, it's kind of flip floppy. So at best, it's a five to four majority now. If you if you take Roberts over to the uh, to the liberal side of things, but even so, then if you get a straight up conservative person, you know, you're, you're pretty much screwed at that point. At any rate, um, you know, in my opinion, you have, so this poll came out the other day. Now this is uh, from Newsweek. Just 23% of the U S supports Biden's vow to consider only black women for the Supreme court vacancy. Now, personally, I don't care. I don't care if it's a black woman, black man, white woman, white man, Hispanic, I don't care. As long as that person is competent. And once again, like the Rooney rule, why do you have to have a rule for what you want to do or what you should do or what you need to do? Just fucking do it. The fact that you saying these things, you automatically eliminate. I don't know what the percentage of this country is black woman. But damn sure can guarantee the percentage of this country that's a black woman that's a lawyer or a judge or whatever is minuscule, right? And I'm not saying, ha-ha, black women are stupid. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that um, you've just alienated three, four, or, you know, <laughs> so you want black, white, Hispanic, Asian. Let's just use those four races. I'm not going to demigrate it down to Pacific Islanders and all that other stuff. So this, those four basic colors, uh, races, right? You just wiped out three quarters of your of your options because you want to have a black woman as a justice. Cool. You want a black woman as a justice? Fine. Pick ten people. You know, these four black women are kind of who I really want. 
But in the meantime, I'm going to pick Joe Johnson and Bob, you know, whatever, and this black guy and this Hispanic guy and this Hispanic woman and this white woman and whatever. And then let fate <laughs> work itself out. And then more than likely your, your choice gets in there. That's what I don't understand. It's like, why do you have to announce this is what we're going to do? I mean, in my opinion, it's just more pandering by the Democratic Party. I mean, is there any coincidence that Justice Breyer announced his retirement and Biden vows to put a black woman in there as we enter Black History Month? I mean, is there any coincidence in that? I mean, it's just it's just crazy the way that the Democratic Party panders to to its constituents and then more more importantly how it panders to black folks like if i were if i were a black person that would upset me i I personally think i would take offense to all this stuff it's like you you're being victimized and then you're being portrayed as a victim this coach in miami or this ex-coach from miami probably from what i was reading on espn and what uh the guy was saying on espn was in line to get you know, obviously not two other jobs because you can't be a coach of two teams, but he was being he was being looked at as possibly being, I think, the Texans head coach, and I don't know what the other team was he was interviewing for. But they said there was a more than better chance that he was going to get one of those two jobs. What do you think is going to happen now, dude? You just basically fucked yourself because you're going to get Colin Kaepernick, so to speak, because whatever did or didn't happen, you can't prove that they Rooney ruled you just to check a box. You can't prove that you were fired because you won games. What you're going to end up doing is if the if they if they fired you for just cause, they're going to have that deep devil dirt might come out and you might not want it. But, you know, even you had it when Hillary was running. And I'm not saying that these are more recent memories in my head. I'm sure there's been a lot more pandering as time has gone by and there will be much more in the future. But even her, I think, on Charlemagne the God, she was on his show and was talking about hot sauce. I got a bottle in my purse. Bullshit. And if I was there, I would have been like, pull that shit out. Let's see it. Because she, they lie. They're fucking liars. I'm not saying that all Democrats lie and none of the Republicans do. They all fucking lie. But these guys pander so much to one particular race, it's ridiculous. It's like, and it's blatant. Like, you can't even fucking see it. But, uh, you know, the thing that kills me is then, so, (laughs) then you had this. I ran across this story. This came out yesterday. This is in the Washington Post. This is an opinion piece. Biden blocked the first woman from being, I'm sorry, the first black woman from being in the Supreme Court. And you're thinking, what? What are you talking about? He just nominated, you know, five, or he's looking to do five, you know, whatever, Five black women to be the, the thing. Yeah. So Biden, this is like I said, out of the Washington Post, this is opinion editor, I'm sorry, opinion columnist Mark Thiessen. Um, so President Biden wants credit for nominating the first black woman to the Supreme Court. But <clears throat> here is the shameful irony. As a senator, Biden warned President W. Bush that if he nominated the first black woman to serve in the Supreme Court, he would filibuster and kill her oh nomination kill her nomination i'm sorry <laughs> uh, you know a little levity come on guys 
The story begins in 03 when Bush nominated Judge Janice Rogers Brown to serve on the U.S. Court of Appeals for the District of Columbia Circuit. The D.C. Circuit is considered the country's second most important court and has produced more Supreme Court judges than any other federal court. Brown was immediately hailed as a prominent, uh, I'm sorry, potential, potential Supreme Court nominee. She was highly qualified, having served seven years as Associate Justice of the California Supreme Court, the first black woman to do so. She was the daughter and granddaughter of sharecroppers. Um, I, I'm not going to give her a whole backstory, blah, blah, blah. She grew up in Alabama, single mother, put herself through college. Cool. Okay, so um, uh, she, she was a self-made American, uh, African-American legal star, but she was an outspoken conservative. So Biden set out to destroy her. Biden and his fellow Democrats filibustered. Wait, what? Let me read that again. Biden and his fellow Democrats filibustered her nomination. Hmm. Along with several other Bush Circuit Court nominees and blase, blase. And then they went on to do whatever. And, you know, point being is, <laughs> point being is, they filibustered. Hmm. Filibustered. Where have I heard filibustered? Huh. Oh. Didn't didn't the Democrats just want to abolish the filibuster? Wasn't that the whole thing last month because of the the voting bill and all this stuff? And they said we gotta abolish the filibuster? Hmm. Interesting. Once again, the the pandering and the the lies and the bullshit and the we're smarter than you and you're stupid Democratic Party. And that's, you know, and then look at, what was it, Mansion and, and Cinema, constantly berated by news media and people, I mean, everywhere about this whole thing. And to their credit, they did it because of this. They did it because back in whenever it was, 03, where Bush was doing whatever and the Democrats were able to filibuster so they didn't get her in. Okay, the filibuster works both ways. It might suck. I don't know. It seems like it's not necessarily a bad thing in, in the grand scheme of things. But you can't have it both ways. You can't use something constantly. And they call it the Jim Crow era. Well, I think the first person, oddly enough, to use the filibuster, one of the first persons was uh, Strom Thurmond back in 57, I think it was, I read, where he was filibustering civil rights legislation. And we all know Strom Thurmond was an extremely racist Democrat out of South Carolina who happened to be pretty good friends with one Joseph R. Biden, just to let y'all know, to the point where Biden even eulogized him at his, at his uh, funeral. So don't, let, don't get it twisted that Biden's a black uh, hero and he's some civil rights activist and he's something that he's not because he's, number one, the only thing he really is is a fucking old ass man, is a fucking liar. And he's pandering to the black folks out there. And I please, I wish, I, 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 you guys are, there's some of them that are starting to open their eyes and see the light and realize that uh, you are black and you don't have to vote for Biden. Right. All right. Breaking news. This came in, like I said, just as I was getting ready to record. Uh, we're going to war. So lock up your kids. Uh, kiss your wife. Goodbye. We're going in. Biden's sending 3000 troops. Granted, it's not enough to do anything. It's just kind of whatever. 
but he's sending 2,000 troops from Fort Bragg in North Carolina to Poland and Germany this week and sending part of an infantry striker squadron of roughly 1,000 troops based in Germany to Romania, a senior administration official said. The military moves come amid stalled talks with Russia over its military buildup at Ukraine's border, and they underscore growing fears across Europe and Russia. President Vladimir Putin is poised to invade Ukraine, and smaller NATO countries on the eastern flank worry they could be next. No, they don't worry they could be next, (laughs) just like Ukraine doesn't worry. Because, why? Because it's a much ado about nothing. Okay, so we want to send the troops over there. You guys, you're you're going to start a war and blame it on Russia. This is the wag the dog scenario that we've been talking about. I'm not going to dwell on this situation because this is a live news break. And this is uh, something ongoing. So this is something we'll talk about more on the next show. And uh, speaking of which... Guys, make sure you're here next week, or next week, on Friday. So we'll obviously have things to cover next on Friday. We'll talk about this situation where they're sending the troops. And like I said, hopefully we'll have his job numbers, and uh, we'll see where I lie on Jen Psaki's uh, pre- preemptive strike of the uh, of the people calling in was is going to be the reason the job numbers are low. So we'll, we'll hopefully we'll have a shit ton to talk about on Friday. And uh, don't forget, guys, to check out our... Facebook and Instagram at Don't Tread on America and our Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. You want to find me on Instagram, or I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter. It's PCGC underscore 1775. Uh, and, you know, you can find all of that on our website, Don't Tread on America.com. Check them out. Check us out. Subscribe to our website. It's free. I won't charge you. Just subscribe. Drop me an email. You can ask me questions. Let me know what you guys think of the series I'm doing on the uh, empires and the rise and fall of great empires. Um, We'll do part three on Sunday, barring any breaking news. Um, Getting pretty good uh, comments and some pretty good downloads. So guys, just let me know what you think. Drop me a line and uh, let me know if you want me to continue doing series. I'm going to finish up this series. I'm going to finish this. It's going to part three is going to be good. Uh, like I said, we'll probably do that Sunday. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me know what you think. I, w- I have other ideas of series I want to do going forward. And Sunday seemed like a good day to do it because there's usually, if you hit everything on Friday, there's really not a whole lot to talk about on Sunday. So that's usually why I want to do that because I want to keep the three shows a week. And uh, give you big fat sugar water. And I will see you guys on Friday. Don't forget, it's Groundhog Day. Go see if you see your shadows. Or don't. If you don't, I guess I'd be worried, right? All right, guys. I'll talk to you on Friday. Well, have a great day.